doing things a little bit differently this week, of course, because of the COVID restrictions in Victoria. We're doing the right thing by in the Richo Brownie and Hummus show. I'm staying at my Campbell abode. The boys are in the studio. So apologies if the sound is a little bit different. A big thanks to Taylor Maiden, our boys. The first major this year is coming up on the weekend. We've got a few of our Taylor Made counterparts just in action. Just very quickly, there is a bloke called Kevin Kisner Brownie, 151 to 1 to win. It is money for old rope. It is going to be the best investment you make. If you're listening before this podcast starts, have a tickle on Kevin Kisner. Eight days into the 20 days. Why of footy, is Kevin Kisner going to win this at such a big odd? Well, I've got a couple of uh, media connections at, that have been covering the events. They're there in the warm-up round, and he is striping the ball as pure as a golfer has. So right. he's, he's missed his last so. three cuts. He's missed his last three cuts. So oh, that's why you get the big... It's not great confidence, is it? He missed his last three cuts, and all of a sudden he's <laughs> going to win a major, Hummer. Well, we're, in, hey, we're yeah, into the... Well, I'm looking forward, actually, to watching a bit of golf. We're into the uh, the footy marathon at the moment. We're eight days in, Hum, and we're enjoying it. I've got a little bit of fatigue because obviously working in the footy industry, you've got to watch every game if you're mm. going to talk about yeah. it on radio. Yeah, yeah you do. And uh, <laughs> I'm oh, telling you, I need to watch last night's. Again. I hope that uh, I hope that our man Travis All doesn't cram another one in after this little segment because it actually gets a bit taxing. It does, but what I do like, uh, and to be honest, I, I know we work for a, a betting agency, but we've got a WhatsApp group that goes around. So there's about ten or twelve boys on it, and it's all about the same game multi. It's all yeah. about okay, who are we putting in. And then we're bagging blokes because there was a lot of guys had uh, Scotty Pendlebury in the other night when uh, he pulled out of the game. It was a late withdrawal the against West Coast. So, so many same game multis had Scotty Pendlebury in. And you should have seen <laughs> the anger on uh, on WhatsApp that Scotty Pendlebury was out because most people had him for 20 plus disposals. Hey, uh, I've got a question, right? Well, normally when you say you've got a question, you follow up with the question. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry, I thought I lost it there. Hey, um, do you reckon in terms of intimacy that maybe it's just being dialed back a little bit at this time of 20 days of footy? Because you've got now you've got very separate bedtimes and I just don't reckon maybe the partners are too impressed with uh, with their other partner watching footy every night. Hey, talking about the games, Adelaide, they're, they're a genuine sniff to go winless here, boys. Oh, I think they are. I mean, the game last night against Melbourne, they were right in it at three-quarter time, only only the two goals down and then got blown away in the last quarter, seven goals to nil. The game the week before against North Adelaide, they were, they were witches' hats. And, Nate, there hasn't been a winless team since 1964, Fitzroy, I believe. This might be the year, I think. Well, when you're only playing a limited number of games, it's a big opportunity at the moment. I still think they'll win one. I still think at some point they'll get that win. They had a big opportunity against Melbourne, but they were witches' hats against North Melbourne. Pretty dire stuff at Adelaide at the moment. Mm. They're prob- they will get pick one, depending on what they do with Brad Crouch. They're, they're probably wanting pick two. So They might get a priority pick as well. Yeah, so this is their best year to rebuild. I to mean, they've the never draft. been able to get a number one pick, Adelaide. They've never had one. So this is the best year that they can rebuild. Matty Nix, he's 0-9 at the moment. It's not a great record to have, but saying that Damien Harbick started 0-9 as well, and now he's a premiership coach. not saying that Matty Nix is going to do that, but it's not all just throw it out. Yeah, but that's, that, that's exactly right. I mean... You're starting your career. You're rebuilding a team. It's not about wins and losses. Yeah, you want to get a win for your confidence, but it's about getting games into Hamill and the young guys uh, like that in Himmelberg. Richmond and West Coast, joint favourites after Richmond. They're playing some seriously good footy. They've still got a few big stars to come in there. Can you can you see anyone outside maybe of those two winning it this year? 
I definitely can see a number of clubs winning it. I think it's going to be one of those years where you need to be injury-free towards the end of the season and time you run. I can still see Geelong doing damage in this season. I can see St Kilda doing damage. Look, don't don't take Collingwood out of the equation. Collingwood are going to get players back again. Um, I still think there's probably five or six sides that can win it, but clearly West Coast and Richmond are the number one seeds at the moment. West Coast flying with Nat Newey, Tim Kelly, Josh Kennedy playing good footy, Luke Shuey back again. But what I love about Richmond is the players they bring in, and obviously Noah Bolter has been in and out of the side the last 18 months, but he's flying at the moment. They can't beat him. Liam Baker off halfback, mm. and Shea Bolton is as clean as any player. Those three players just elevate Richmond this year. Yeah, they have, and that's what you need. And good teams have a good system, basically, and players come in and just play their role, and that's what the very best teams do. I still think West Coast are the best place team to win the flag. I mean, they're going to play that many games at Optus Stadium. They can get 30,000 people in there, and I just think come finals time, you need your big guys taking marks, and I think they've got the best marking team in the competition. So West Coast still favourites, I think. Uh, Richard, you spoke about fatigue and that perhaps people are just getting a little bit antsy in yeah. the, the footy community because at the moment there is a few stouches going in the media, of course. I speak of Damian Barrett and Tim Watson are having a crack. Uh, our, our man, Mitch Cleary, well, he had support from everyone in the uh, in the journalist world, but he got himself into some trouble. But there is no bigger stouch than one that involves Eddie Maguire. And our man, Nathan Brown, has somehow got himself embroiled in a stoush with Eddie Maguire. Now, I got grief for getting in a fight with, with Gary Lyon. Now, I'm, I'm licking my wounds. I've been, I've been dragged off, kicking, screaming off all of my media commitments. But, Brownie, are you sure you want to take on Ed? Well, just firstly, before Brownie responds to the Hummer, Eddie's up for the fight at the moment. He's had about 15 heavyweight fights this he year. He wants to fight everyone at the moment. Eddie. He is throwing them left, right and centre. And I don't think... I got a text from Damien Barrett. He goes, um, Ed just gave you a clip on the hot breakfast this morning. And I was like, what the hell could he have given what me a clip about? about? So on the Sunday footy show, we're talking about the presence, right? Yeah. And Glenn Bartlett's comments about Melbourne. Um, and I got asked the question, you know, is that over the top? And I said, exactly, it is over the top. I don't think a president should be saying that thing about his club. He shouldn't be commenting on players. He should be commenting on the club as a whole and giving confidence. So, you know, we're not going that well at the moment. We need to improve. Yeah. That's for the coach to do. So the, the president doesn't really have anything to do with the players, doesn't select the players to come in and out of the side, doesn't select them to come in and out from a, you know, bring players in, uh, from one year to the next. So I thought that any president who comments on the players like that has gone outside what they need to yeah. comment on. And and I said the presidents need to watch what they say, which Ed <laughs> didn't, didn't like. So it's me telling Ed that he can't speak about his players. So you didn't even, he you gave didn't, me a clip. Let's be honest, you didn't even mention Eddie. I though. didn't even mention Eddie, but he's giving me he's a clip back the other way. He's, he's, very, he's fired up at the moment, Ed. I'll tell you, I like, I, I'm with you though, Nate, because I like the model, and I'm Richmond biased, as we know, but I like the model they have there with their leadership Hummer with Peggy O'Neill. She wouldn't. She never comments on the actual playing side of things. And sometimes I think the presidents do go a little bit uh, outside their area, Nate. So I think you're a bit. It was harsh a there. harsh one from Glenn Bartlett, wasn't it? He? Was, Called him a disgrace, yeah. soft as butter. Um, I still remember uh, David Smorgan used to do it a bit. It used to upset the players a little bit because the president probably doesn't know as much as intimately as what the coaches do. Yeah. And you feel like when it's outside, those blokes should be supporting you, not yeah. whacking you in the media. Well, you get whacked enough. So yeah. you actually need support, I reckon, from your president. 
Hey, we've got a, a WhatsApp group. Of course, we, we speak during the week and, and toss uh, toss some ideas around for the show, mainly led by me. I, I do most of the heavy list, lifting. But Rich Joe suggested this week, and when you made this suggestion, I thought it was just ridiculous. I thought this is a, it's a silly statement. You've said that no one wears long socks anymore. You can't find any players with long socks. Now, I said to myself, that is ridiculous. I went through some some archives, some of the match from No one wears long socks anymore. No, they don't. They don't. And I reckon I started a trend here, huh? You, you, what you didn't like wearing them. Whereas I, I was told as a kid, and my old man was a real traditional footy sort of guy, right? Yeah. As a young player in mini league down in Tassie, when I went out for each game, my old man, he never told me how to play. To his credit, you know, he let me play how I wanted to play. But all he ever said to me was, "You make sure that you have your jumper tucked in." And your socks pulled up, and I had the homemade garters that my nana would make—the elastic garters to hold my <laughs> socks up. And if I didn't have them up, I remember one game they were hanging down. And as I came off the ground, my old man gave me a clip. It wasn't because I hadn't had a kick; it was because my socks were down. So it was just always in my. Did your old man ever give you any feedback about your temper and your like bratty behaviour out in the field? Yeah, he did. Mm. Yeah, I remember. So I remember one game I gave a fifty-metre penalty away, playing for my high school team, and my coach dragged me. And as he got me off the ground, I said, mate, if you don't put me straight back on now, I'm not playing the rest of the game. And he said, well, go and sit down because you, you're staying off the ground. So I went and got my kit, my bag, <laughs> and my old man was parked in the car the other side of the ground. And I'm walking around there with my bag. And as I'm walking around, I can see my old man's head just starting to get really red. <laughs> and I got to the car and he has erupted at me. And I had to go back with my tail between my legs and apologise to the coach. Didn't things change? I remember going to under-12 footy in Bendigo and it was freezing. Like yeah, there was yeah. sleet coming in sideways. Ice on the ground. And I had a pair – remember sweat-hold tracksuit pants? Yeah. I had a yeah. pair of sweat-hold tracksuit pants and I wore them. <laughs> to play? And, uh, no, no. This is training on a right, Tuesday right. or Wednesday. So I've walked down after school and the old man's come and he's actually walked out in the ground while we're training. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he goes, I want to have a chat here. So he pulls me off, right? Yeah. And he goes, mate. He goes, what are these tracksuit pants? And I said, I'm, I'm, it's cold. And he, yeah. no, without a word of a lie, has just gone bang. Clipped me right around the ear. He goes, get them off or you get in the car. <laughs> Haven't things changed? Imagine if a father came down to oh, a, no. a training ground at the moment and clipped his son yeah. in front view of everyone. But uh, Hummer, speaking of the socks, I used to, uh, very early days of the Bulldogs, used to cut my socks and uh, they're almost like anklets. Um, and then the AFL got a hold of it and started sending a please explain letter and said, if you wear these socks again, you'll be fined $5,000. You, you had to have the AFL logo on it. Had them. to have the yeah. AFL logo on it. Yeah. So I got uh, Eddie the steward to give me, he was a boot stutter at that stage to give me, and the property steward to give me some socks. I took them down to my local tailor when I lived in Richmond and I said, what I want you to do, I said, I want you to cut these. Footy socks are massive, like leg warmers. Yeah, are, I said, I want leggings. you to cut them here at the ankle and I want you to cut them just under where the logo is and then sew them back on and they were perfect. But you, the reason you did that, you're not explaining correctly, Nate, is because you have absolute tree stumps <laughs> for calf muscles. My calves are massive, man. You couldn't calves, get them you up. can't wear skinny leg jeans, have to, have to have a fair bit of stretch in them. The only person with bigger calves than Nathan Brown in the history of football was Damien Hardwick. You have a look at his calves. <laughs> He did have big calves. Hey, now, Richo, you're on you're on two podcasts, correct? Yes, Hummer. Yeah, that's right. You're on you're on this podcast, and you do one with Richo. Now, I was I was trolling Which one Twitter. Which you get paid for? Uh, I, I won't just <laughs> divulge that. I think he, I I think he may be about to answer that question. 
Well, because there just seems to be one podcast that you seem to give a whole lot more of attention on your social media channels than our humble little podcast here. Now, I was going through your Twitter. You have tweeted about your rich, whatever your Richmond podcast is, four times in the last week. The last, all we ever get out of you is maybe once a month a retweet. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a Tigers man, and I, I've been doing that podcast for 10 years, Hum. So I will promise well, they, you. They didn't have podcasts 10 years ago. Oh, they did. Okay. You've got to be better than that. We've done, I will, I'll promise you I'll retweet with a comment this week, Hum. Okay. And I'll mention your name. Uh, yeah, of course, speak of, we've been in uh, here in Victoria. We're on the full hardcore lockdown now. We can only leave your house once an hour. Uh, you can, sorry, once for an hour a day. You can only go to the supermarket once. How, how, how are you coping in lockdown, boys? Because it, it's a lot of time sitting at home, sort of, you know, there's only so much Netflix you can, you can do. Are you, are you taking up any hobbies or anything like that? Well, I've, uh, we've started playing board games again. Just because oh. I'm, I'm, I just Yahtzee. can't. I just can't watch uh, any more TV. I'm, I'm actually sick of watching Connect TV. Connect Four. No, we've got Monopoly back. Monopoly's out good. Scrabble's good for your brain. I'm mm. enjoying playing Scrabble. Trivial Pursuit. We've Trivial got that. Pursuit. Remember the little yeah. bits of pie. You I love Trivial Pursuit. Pursuit. That was great. Yeah. My kid, kids don't get it, mate. They don't. They don't get it. We've got Trivial Pursuit. They're like, what? What? I don't understand. What do we do? What was how, your, how hard is it? You answer a question that you get asked, and then you move your little thing. <laughs> what was? What's your best? Uh, Sport and recreation. Sport and recreation, yeah. yeah. What have you been doing, Hum? Well, I um, because you know that I like trains and, and planes. And you do. What You're I've, strange. What I've, disco- what I've discovered on YouTube is that there's actually a uh, like a, a, a set of videos where a train driver will dr- will drive his train to Bendigo, and he'll film the whole thing. So he'll put a little camera in the in the front, and you can you can sit there in the in the driver's cabin for the whole trip to Bendigo. So I've just been sitting down because it knocks that knocks off. So it's like you're in the cockpit with him. Yeah, it feels like I'm right. driving the train. I'll put my headphones right. in. I'll have a Coke Zero with me. I'll just so do we need to come around and check your freezer for anything that you're probably just <laughs> collecting in the moment, huh? That's real weird. Uh, you just got to, in isolation, you just got to find some things because I'm like with Richard, I cannot watch any more TV. So I'm just sort of, of course, we've, we've got our jobs and stuff that I work very hard at, which takes up most of my time. But away from that, I'm a, I'm a stickler for train videos. Hey, just before we get into a, a brand new segment, after the success of the of the video of uh, Brownie's photos, of course, and I saw it went on the uh, the footy show last week. Went they got viral. Into, yeah, I, I got contacted. Now I'm not going to reveal by who just yet. I, I'm actually working on to get this person on the show in a later week. But this person suggested to me that perhaps Brownie is not the only one of us with some embarrassing photos in the closet. Well, who? It's not you, because no one would be interested in any photos of you, Hummus. (laughs) I know you've done some pretty bad stuff over the course of your time. I have, but how are you going to find them, Nathan? I'm going to ring your mum. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to give any more away, but Richard, I'm going to come up with similar to how I was blackmailing Brandy in the last couple of months. Richo, you're going to have to come to the table with some, uh, maybe some of that uh, that beautiful Nathan Lyon merchandise you've been getting oh. or something because I'm told that these photos are even worse. Yeah, I, I, there might be some there, Hum, but I doubt <laughs> I doubt Nathan will be able to get them out of my mum, so time will tell. What do you mean? What do you, how are you going to forget them? I'll ring Jen. Jen will ring your mum and it'll be easy. Well, good luck with that. Might ring your brother. Well, good luck. He'll get it. He'll have a good laugh at you. I don't think he'll get them. Oh, I'll get them. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, we'll get them. Don't you worry. And they are worse than mine. Fully clothed in a bath. It doesn't get much worse than that, but I can guarantee you. And if I can get my hands on the photo that I'm thinking of, oh, wow. It is much worse. Well, good luck. Things you do when you're young. Oh, no. Eh? 
Hey, geez, you're getting embarrassed about it, aren't I you? Am, I feel you're already I'm, getting red. Yeah, like, ne- your lips are getting bigger for some reason. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Look at your <laughs> lips. <laughs> did you get stung by a bee when you come in here, did you? <laughs> I'll tell you what, hey. <laughs> I'm being wacky. Yeah, really. Speaking about WhatsApp group, yeah. you made you uh, brought something to our attention during the week that perhaps the uh, you're a big Nirvana fan. We've yep. seen that you went and spent $5,000 on a Kurt Cobain. Um, That's right. What would you call it? That, that cardigan? Uh, it was uh, just a cardigan, Hummer. Just a normal cardigan. Oh, how, you paid five grand for it. But anyway, you're a Kurt Cobain fan and your daughter was singing some Nirvana songs on the weekend. Yeah, it's funny because um, I love it when kids are singing lyrics and yeah. they've got no idea what they're about. They, they think they're grown up and she's singing Smells Like Teen Spirit. They, they get the melody though, don't they, they? They did this thing at their school and it was a school musical and Smells Like Teen Spirit was in. It was a different sort of version. But then she heard the, the proper version the other day and I was listening to her sing and, you know, the lyrics are, here we are now, entertain us. That's yeah, the, that's the yeah. big lyric in the, in the chorus. Can you sing that? She was singing, In My Heart Now, I Am Famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the heart to tell her that it's not the right lyrics at the moment, which made me think about uh, many years ago, a, a player I played with, Mark, oh, you played with as Mark well, Chaffee. Mark Chaffee, number six, close talker when he gets pissed, real close. Remember how yeah. he used to, real, Very one close. of those blokes that really bring in tight hummer when he's oh, had a few drinks weird. and a close talker, but a ripping fella, Mark Chaffee, good fella to have a beer with. But he used to tell us that the Michael Jackson song, Billie Jean, right? It goes, Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just the girl who claims that I am the one. Then the next line that Mark Chaffee thought was, but the kid is the janitor's son. That's what he was singing one day. And a few of the boys at the footy club were going, hang on, chef, the janitor's son. He's got that wrong, chef. Did you ever sing one wrong? Uh, I did. I did. I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. So they have a song called Glorified Version of a Pellet Gun. Glorified Version of a Pellet Gun. Yeah. Um, Is that not how it goes? No, it goes like that. But it's just that Eddie Vedder sings it a hell of a lot well, better than no, what you do. Well, I know, but I thought I'd try and get the melody in there. So no, yeah. You know well, what I used to thought, sing? You thought wrong. There was no melody in that at all. <laughs> I used to sing glorified. Did you try and get a, like a hug? You said like a... <laughs> I, I, um, I used to sing glorified version of a pelican. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But the best yeah. one for me, I had a mate, uh, Rod Edwards, a good mate of mine. And we went to, years ago when Ch- uh, Cold Chisel reformed, we went to Rod Laver River... Uh, Labor Arena, and we watch Chisels, and of course, they're, one of their best songs is Cheap Wine, mm. you know, Cheap Wine and a three-day growth, right? And my mate Rod, we're standing there, and I'm watching him sing the chorus, and he's going, cheap wine and a kilo of dope. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, it'd take you a while to get through yeah. a kilo of dope, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah a long time. <laughs> but uh, I could, oh, one more I've got for you, Harm, and then you can have a crack, but remember Die Straits, the great Mark Knopfler? Yeah. Back in uh, back in the early '80s, they had a huge album, and uh, one of their big songs was, you know, "Money for Nothing and Your Chicks for Free." Mm. But I used to think it was "Money for Nothing and Your Chips for Free." <laughs> <laughs> so they're my favourite. That's like going out of the shop for a sausage roll. Money for nothing and your chips for free. <laughs> Again. Again, you're not Dire Straits, and you're not any better. So oh, just leave it. that sort of shit to somebody else. Hey? What do you got, Hum? Oh, oh, there was a um, – who was, was it the Genesis, Peter Gabriel one? Anyway, there was – Genesis, yeah. He took out the Invisible Touch, uh, and I used to think he said something about a half pipe in it, which I was just completely, completely yeah, – Thanks for hey, bringing uh, the segment down, huh? <laughs> uh, it's Rich O, are you angry this week? And it's doing my f***ing head in. 
You know what, Nate? What, Matt? I'm sick. I'm, I'm trying not to get angry at the moment, Hummer. I've just had a gut. Nate? Can you punch Nate in there, by He's the real way, cheeky right? today, isn't he, Isn't Hummer? he? He's real cheeky. His kids yeah. are doing his head in at home. And that, that's why I don't want to get angry. I've just had a gutful. I'm trying to be positive. It's it's hard to be positive at the moment with what we're going through here in Victoria. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of sad stories around. But on my way here in the car, I was listening to some uh, radio and I wasn't going to get angry, but then I heard this. Now, the AFL players are doing a great job. We know they're keeping the season alive. They're keeping a lot of people in work, the whole industry going. And that's great. And I, I love what they're doing. So I don't want to bring that down. But... but. but <laughs> They're up there in, in, in pretty good hotels. You know, they've got, they've got buffet meals every night. They're being looked after. They're Buffets being, are great. They're being fed well, right? And the, the finances of the league are just dwindling because of this situation <laughs> we're in, right? Now, I've just heard that some of the players expect the AFL to pay for, like, outside food orders like Coles Express. And, and come on, boys. You're being looked oh, after. If you, if you were here in Melbourne... Like a bit of beef and blackburn and they... Uh, just, I reckon they charge the Chinese place. I just reckon it's going overboard if you want the AFL to, to pay for that. So let, let's just they pay pretty well. Yeah, let's they? just get a bit realistic. And I think because the they M- wouldn't be spending any money at the moment. At no, all. they wouldn't. And I think the NBA player Stephen Adams, the New Zealand, uh, the great New Zealand basketballer, plays for Oklahoma Thunder. Mm. He was uh, being interviewed, I think, on ESPN, and and they got asked about life in the resort. They're in Disneyland Resort in Orlando, playing the NBA season. And he said, let's be honest, we're in a resort here. We're not doing it hard. We're not living in <laughs> Afghanistan. So mm. come on, boys, get realistic. Something did my head in during the week too, Hum, and it does my Ooh. head in most weeks is bike riders. And there are so many more oh, people no. since we've been in lockdown think they're Lance Armstrong yeah. at the moment. Um, and where I live, Williamstown, there's a beautiful track along, like a concrete walking track along in Parkland. So there's grass either side. There is so much space there. And these bike riders just fly through. And obviously they hate it when they see me because I've got the four kids and we go. Um, and I normally run and the kids ride. So I've got a four-year-old, a five-year-old, eight and nine. The eight and nine take off a little bit. and So it's very hard to get them to stay on one side of the path. But the path's big enough to probably fit three bikes at one yep. stage, right? Yep. But my four-year-old and five-year-old, a little bit all over the shop. I've got the dog, Rocco, as well. So I'm running. Um, and anyway, they zoom past. And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to get Florence to get over onto the left-hand side. And I hear this guy screaming from behind, get on the left, get on the left. Oh. And he's digging his uh, he's digging his horn. He dropped the magic then, Matt. And I, I turned around to think, who? Th-? and I wanted to give him a massive big spray, yeah. right? Because yeah. four and five-year-olds, Hard to control. Yeah, I mean, correct. if you're an adult, you see that and you go, okay, I need to go around them here. Yeah. I've got to take a little bit of time out of my day to go around. It's an inconvenience, but I can see there's two little kids there on their bike. Both of them have got training wheels. They get and a so bit. He is screaming. The kids are scared. They These get kids a bit are in. Like frozen up, right? They and, get entitled on bike tracks, don't they? But. It was a bit of karma because this bloke had to go on the grass, right? And he's gone out on the grass. Please tell me he's fallen. He stacked it right <laughs> next to us, right next to us. And then my you, anger's obviously so turned you a him up. little bit of humour, right? No, I didn't help him up because I had the dog. But what was funny, he got up and he was that embarrassed, right? His wheel was bent a bit, so he had to yeah. actually pick up the bike. He couldn't ride it anymore. Yeah. And Jude looks at him, he goes, I don't worry about it, mate. I fall off all the time. <laughs> that's good, Jude. I didn't have to say anything. Oh, that's great. <laughs> all right, Trumpet Award next. 
All right, well, it's getting a bit harder, isn't it, the trumpet award? Because we've actually, since we last did our podcast last Thursday, there's been a couple of, some teams have played, played two twice, games. Yeah. So we're just going to go whoever we think in the last week, aren't we, Nate? So we'll start with the worst. Yeah, you worst. want a leaderboard first? No. No, don't worry about it. Do it at I the end. I spent ages making this leaderboard. Well, when you're in here, you can show us a leaderboard, but when you're going to sit yourself at home, bad luck. Do the right. I'm doing the right thing, Brownie. No, you are, hum. All right, we'll start with the worst. Uh, I gave one vote, Nate, to... The Melbourne Footy Club, not for last night's performance, but their performance against Port Adelaide. That was shocking. And they copped it. Their president gave it to them. They bounced back last night, but that wasn't good enough. Now, Carlton, they're playing pretty good footy, but they cannot continue to give up five-goal leads. And they did that against Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. They've done it a lot under David Teague, so they need to find a way out of that. So two votes for Carlton. And the worst performance this year from a team was the Crows lost by 70 points to North Melbourne. Now, the Crows are 18th, North Melbourne are 17th, and they lost by 70 points. That's not good enough. They got the three votes. Very, very similar, Matt. I gave one vote to Melbourne. I thought they were terrible. You've already uh, spoken about it. I gave two votes to Adelaide. So I thought Adelaide were terrible. But I gave three votes to Carlton because Carlton have started to build something five goals up and to give that up against Hawthorne where Carlton could play finals this year and being a former Carlton supporter, love them, still got a soft spot for Carlton. For them to give up that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, they've got a, they're playing good footy, but they continually let teams back in. So they've got to get better there. Uh, the best. I gave one vote to a terrific young player, Caleb Sarong from Fremantle. In just his sixth game, he had 24 touches. But the thing about it was he did it the hard way, 14 contested possessions and nine clearances. Now, he wasn't best on ground in that game. Good effort. But I just thought I'd, I'd acknowledge how good he was. He's a ripper. Nat Fife would be loving him at the club. Uh, two to Lockie Neal, 37 possessions in shortened game and two goals against Brisbane. He's an absolute jet. He should win the Brownlow medal. And I don't often give three votes to Ruckman just for their ruck work. He only had nine disposals, Nick Natanui, but he had more influence on a game with his actual ruck work than I've ever seen the other week. He was amazing against uh, Geelong. Very much a line, Matt, because one vote I gave to Matty Taberner. I think he has developed as a key forward. They've Good been mark, wanting them. Most uh, most uh, contested marks inside forward 50. Kicked four goals last week in a low-scoring game against Collingwood. I thought it was a, a great effort. Lockie Neal, two votes. Um, as you said, 30 oppositions, two goals. Will win the Brownlow medal. He's $1.83 at the moment. And three votes to Nick Nat. I thought there's no better ruckman in the comp at the moment uh, with his what, hands. What would you rather, Nick Nat's ruck work or Gorn and Grundy getting 18 possessions? Well, I think I... Gorn's ruck work is very good. So yeah. it's elite. Like yeah. he, he does it like Nick Nat. But unfortunately, they don't have the cattle forward of the play yeah, to make, to, to make it count. Yeah. Where you've got Kennedy, Darling... Oscar Allen, you've got a really good forward line to be Liam able to Ryan. kick those goals. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves the Adelaide Crows. They skyrocket to 11. They've now got an almost unassailable lead. Toby Green still heads the best on nine ahead of Matt Rowell on eight, Kane Lambert on six, and Charlie Dixon on six. I like giving you praise much, Brownie. Yeah. And I seldom do it. But your all Australian same game multi is flying. You didn't miss a leg last week. You missed one leg the week before. Brad Shepard. And Matthew said Brad Shepard's going to be the, the, the dodgy leg there. I did that. Mm. But I don't Well, well done, mate. Would you like a pat on the back for it? <laughs> hey? you got to admit Brad Shepard's had a good year. Why did you put your hand in the ear like that? Has he had a good year, Brad Shepard? He's been okay. Is he in the All-Australian mid-year team? No. I'll bet you he is when you do it next week. 
Right. So here's my forward line. Uh, these all players to kick a goal at any time this week. Jeremy Cameron, Eddie Betts, Tom Papley, Jack Gunston, Max King, and Tom Hawkins, who did, uh, last, night. did last night. So I've already got one leg there, Hum. So uh, that is the starting six forwards for the same game multi. Which he did this oh. morning and put Hawkins in, knowing that he got a goal last night. I've actually night. seen all you blokes this entire team oh, you did. weeks ago. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, well, we've also, of course, we are putting a multi together each week for a footy club. Still get to just be on out all the details on how you can win this great competition, but it will not be far away. Have you got a – we throw a leg in each week. We haven't been successful since the first week. We've got $260 in the kitty. Yeah, my leg this week is St Kilda at the line against Gold Coast. It's 11 and a half the line at the moment. Okay, I'll go Collingwood. Uh, Brody Meyer check two plus goals. And I am going to go GWS head-to-head. Now, if I just put that into my multi-builder, Brody Meyer check. Uh, so that's going to get us uh, $8. That's not, not bad. bad. I like it. Not bad at all. Probably hasn't been our strongest show, let's be honest. We've been a bit all over the shop. We are dealing, of course, in a very difficult climate, but I'm going to save the show here, gentlemen, because I have two segments. Now, we've got the return of one of the greatest segments ever, followed by the greatest segment ever. I haven't minded the show today. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I might just be I'm, running two up next You've got to get positive, Hum. You, you have to get positive, mate. Uh, uh, the stack game. Helps when you're in here. Do you, do you remember the stack game? Yes. Well, it's back. Let's do it. All right. Stop uh, typing on your computer okay. and ask now, the basically, questions. Do you want me to, can I explain the mechanic, Brownie? It's a stack game, mate. You ask a question about a stat and we answer it. Yeah, whoever's closest gets a point. First to three points wins. All right. <laughs> what are we dealing with here? <laughs> I'll start. Yeah, okay. Well, I've got it. All right. The average tackles per game... In the 1994 season for Richo. Now, he played 19 games. What was his average tackles per game? In 1994. Four. He played 19 games. 19 games, 1994. Well, I know that in 1996, when he kicked 91 goals, he laid six. So that's not a great output that year. But he was kicking the goals a lot. Had the ball in his hands a lot. 1994... First season, obviously. Second. Second, wanting to make... Well, you'd already probably cemented yourself in that first season, so you're that young, you know, that young bull, the long hair. You're probably in that phase where you thought you were a bit better than everybody else and probably didn't <laughs> need to tackle. So I'm going to say 0.5 per game, Hummer. Okay. I reckon a little bit more than that. I'll go 0.7 a game. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1994 season, from 19 games, Richo had a combined a total of two tackles for 0.1 tackles. <laughs> That's a game. not right. Are you serious? Yep. Yeah. Two tackles. You were going through that phase where you didn't think you had to do the team thing, that. <laughs> I'm going to have a look at and that. That lasted right? a long time. <laughs> two tackles. That's not good. Yeah, just for some context, Richo, me. You, you averaged 0.2 hit outs per game in that season. Gee, that is ordinary. All right, Nate's got one. All right. Nate's got what? In 2018, how many players did Geelong have who had a name starting with J? How many players did Geelong have who had a name starting with J? Five. Richard? 
Uh, I'm going to go six. Richo wins 14. 14? 14 out of the list of 46. Had the name starting with J. All right. One all. One all. What is the longest suspension given out in AFL, VFL history? Longest suspension. I'm going to go. Not including banned for life. I'm going to go. Oh, not banned for life. What was the question again? What is the longest suspension given out in AFL, VFL history, not including getting banned for life? I'm going to go Phil Carmen, 21 weeks. That's what I was going to go. Cool. So you can both have the same answer. Yeah, I'm going. It was Phil Carmen. It, unfortunately, it was not Phil Carmen. Who was Doug it? Fraser and Alex Lang were given 99 weeks in 1910 who were found guilty of bribery. Oh, jeez. Mm. Would have been hard for us to know that one. a trick question, Hummel, wasn't it, eh? All right, one yeah, each. Tricky bugger. All right, the most goals ever kicked. Now, we t- we're talking my level of footy now. The most goals ever kicked in a local footy season. I reckon there was a, a, a guy down in Tassie that played for South Burnie, and I reckon he kicked. I'm going to say it was over 200. 200. No, that's Rowan Baldock. Yeah, Rowan Baldock, 220 yeah. something. That's my guess. Brownie? I'm going to go 240. The answer is 349. Jeez. <laughs> Where was that? In the Eloquin, Trevor Sutton in 1982. How good is that? 340. That's an average of 19 goals a game. Wow. All right, 2-0. That's Brownie. 2-1. Two, 2-1, so two, you one, can, sorry. The best you can do is tie. Yep. Kevin Bartlett has the most behind. Oh, I've just given that away. Sorry. <laughs> Kevin Bartlett. Oh, no, I haven't actually. Kevin Bartlett has the most behinds in history. How many? Uh, I reckon Kevin Bartlett had 850 behinds. Oh. I'll go 849. <laughs> <laughs> Brownie wins the stat game. He kicked well, 770 he goals, yeah. Oh, 781 behinds. Hey, uh, just before we wrap up, we uh, we always and our listeners love this because they get to delve into the the you know the real deep stuff of your brain. So we call this hypotheticals. What would happen if all the clouds on the earth fell to the ground at once? All the clouds. Yep. It'd be foggy. Well, there's generally, generally rain in clouds, isn't there? Mm. Most of the time. I reckon we'd all get pretty wet, huh? <laughs> we'd all have a bath, wouldn't we? <laughs> all right, here's another. Would you rather a million dollars, right? A man like comes this. up and says, here's, here's a million bucks, right? Or you get a coin toss. Now, in this coin toss, you either become the richest man in the world or you lose everything. You lose, lose every- everything, but you just don't get everything. You don't get anything. So it's a million bucks or toss a coin and you're the richest man in the world. So you yeah. own Amazon, basically. Yeah, you're Bezos. I'm going to take the coin toss. I'm going to have a real crack at it. I'm just going to take the million and then I'm going to put it on. Uh, there's a coin called Link at the moment, cryptocurrency, oh, no. <laughs> which is flying. And I just think that uh, it's going to tenfold. So 10 million quite comfortably over the next 12 months, Matt. You think you're Warren Buffett at the moment, don't you? Yeah, it don't you? Because you Had get a one of wins, Matt. Juddy. One tip from Juddy. Uh, are there more chairs or humans in the world? What was that? Are there more chairs or humans in the world? Chairs. I reckon there's more humans. Really? Yeah. I think chairs by a mile. Why? I, I thought you asked think, as if you had an answer. Well, no, no it's, it's a hypothetical. No one knows the answer to how many chairs it's are. It's hypothetical. 
But if you think of if you think of think of footy stadiums, like that's a hundred thousand, just like that. Every household would have more chairs than people in it. You don't you don't know how many people are hiding in the Amazon rainforest though. There wouldn't be many chairs out mm. there. No, think and probably it. like there's probably some poorer countries, but Tarzan. That's a thick canopy. There could be a lot of people hiding under it. Jane's out there. <laughs> hey, okay, this is a more of a local one. Who would win a race, Hummer or Usain Bolt in ski boots? Hummer, you would have no Us- chance. Usain Bolt. You no, could, you could in, put. He's in ski boots. He could have concrete sneakers on, and he'd still beat you, <laughs> Hummer. All right, here's the last one. Would you rather be able to eat anything you want and have the perfect amount of nutrition? Or sleep only one hour a day and be fully rested. Oh, fully rested. S- sleep one yeah. hour a day. You need to be fully rested. No, That'd I like. Nice. I like eating. I'm going to go yeah. for the nutrition. Okay, you'll live longer too. I reckon. What? To, so sleep or nutrition make you live longer? It's probably Ooh. a combination of both. Yeah, good combination. Mm-hmm. And just the last one, actually. Would you prefer, so say, I mean, you guys are both pretty famous, so this might have happened to you. Would you prefer to have a obsessive, so someone's obsessed about you, that they either love you or hate you? No, I don't like people hating me. No. Nah. makes I me feel better. Me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a lover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, probably, that's probably a pretty easy one. Yeah. I'd go love to. All right, that will do Thanks, us hum. this week. I think for a pretty uh, well, you know, it's our first crack at doing this remotely. But uh, unfortunately, these are just yeah, the, I didn't uh, like it. The uh, these are the, the things we need to make. Hopefully, you do tune in next week. Of course, we do have a big, big week of footy coming up. Stay, stay safe out there. Stay positive. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the sport. We have got golf coming back on. If you are having a punt this weekend, please do so responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>